Hello and welcome to the Cood Street Podcast. Shut in and craving distraction during this great unpleasantness, Gary Wolf and I are calling up people to find out what they're reading. Today we're going to spend 10 minutes with the fabulous Tochian Yabuchi. Hello and welcome! Thank you for having me. It is a pleasure to be here. It's a, it's just wonderful. We were just saying, you've had a heck of a year. Yeah, it's, it's been, you know, it's been very, very, very charmed. Uh, Riot Baby came out in January, uh, and so much, like that book got me on TV. (laughs) (laughs) And it's been, it's just been an absolute dream. You know, seeing the fruition of the work that I've been able to do with, with Roshi Chen at Tor.com and the incredible team there, Irene, you know, Carol Perney in, in publicity. They've just been, you know, from, from day one, they put their back into it with regards to supporting this book and to see it all sort of come together like this, um, was amazing. And, you know, to be, you know, to be just a, a little bit selfish about it, I, I'm very fortunate in that I was able to do all of that before, or a lot of the promotional effort before, you know, the current catastrophe struck in earnest. Um, and so my heart goes out to all those authors, particularly debut authors, you know, who had books coming out in March, April, what have you, who are having to now sort of figure out a new how to, you know, sort of go about this process of telling people about their book. Yeah. So do you find yourself at the moment turning to reading more or less when you're trying to sort of cope with the genuine craziness of the world at the moment? Oh, definitely more. Definitely more. I mean, if if there's any silver lining to this and to the, you know, event cancellations and, and what have you, it's that this is the this is the longest string of unbroken time. That is, uh, you know, time that hasn't been punctuated by events or festivals or appearances or things of that sort that I've had um, for as long as I can remember, uh, certainly since graduating from school. <laughs> um, and I now can read to an extent that I wasn't able to before and read as in, you know, reading that's not at all related to work. So it's not research for a thing. Um, it's not me preparing to moderate a panel. Uh, it's not in any way, shape or form related to the business. It's just purely pleasure. And I can't remember the last time I, I had the chance to do that. I guess that's the thing. You, you never really expect that that particular thing is what's going to be taken away from you uh, or that yeah. you're going to surrender, I guess, as part of the process. Mm-hmm. The thing to just, I'll pick up the book that I happen to be interested in and just read it like I always used to. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's 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 been a joy to rediscover that. So let me ask you what have you been reading and is it any good? Certainly. I um I just I know I'm immensely late to the party, immensely late, but I have finally started the three body problem and it is, <laughs> talk about mind blowing. Talk about mind blowing and it's and it, I've just been blazing through it. I think I started it on uh, Saturday, and and I'm just past page 300. And I'm not a fast reader. Okay, I'm, I'm not a fast reader. Um, so it is it is a thrill ride, and it's just been you know because a lot of my a lot of my reading skews literary, and so there's a lot of emphasis on a character's interiority. 
you know, luscious prose, that sort of thing. And so it's been a while since I'd read just a rollicking, mind-busting, you know, highly technical read like that, Mm -hmm. that you like – Aliens. (laughs) Aliens. <laughs> because it really is a big Arthur C. Clarke kind of story, isn't it? Yes, yes, yes. And so this, and it, it, it hits all of my buttons. And so that's currently what I'm reading now. And I expect that, you know, by, you know, my, my hope is that, uh, in short order, I will have finished the entire trilogy. And so, okay. If that's what you're reading, what would mm-hmm. you recommend to people who are sh- who are shut in now and looking for something to read? What what seems like something you might want to turn to? So to change gears a bit, I actually have found um, you know a book that I've been returning to quite a bit during this this time of crisis is actually a collection of essays by this writer Alexander Chi. Um, and the title is How to Write an Autobiographical Novel. Um, and the essays are just extraordinary. And there's so much wisdom in there because he writes about, he writes about being, you know, a uh, uh, Korean American, gay man, activist, you know, the, the jobs that he's had to do to support him while he was working on his first novel. He writes about writing. He writes about being, um, you know, he writes about the AIDS crisis. He writes about re- relationship. Like it's just so much of, so much of his life, but also just life in general is captured in those pages. And it's so wonderful to see somebody be so completely human on the page, but also be able to, it, it really feels like I'm getting wisdom. Mm-hmm. from his essays. Yeah. And so it, it it you know it feels like I'm I'm in the presence of an older, wiser family member who's just filled with all sorts of warmth for me. It sounds fascinating and and enveloping and I guess exactly the kind of thing where you, where you want to, when you're trying to come to terms with it I guess as well, the craft that you're trying to come to terms with the kind of information that you want to be getting from someone who you feel knows what they're talking about. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I guess the, you know, the next leg of, of this is, and so if we've talked about what you're reading right now and what you, you recommend people would pick up, what do you have out in the world yourself? What have you been doing? So, uh, just this January, published by my latest book, Riot Baby, uh, a novella with Tor.com. Um, it is, it is my baby. Um, it is the story of these two siblings, Ella and Kev, who grow up in the shadow of the Rodney King uprising in 1992. And, you know, their story takes them from South Central to Harlem to Rikers and back to Watts. And all the while they have to deal with issues of structural racism, police brutality, mass incarceration while developing superpowers. While developing superpowers. Yeah. Where did you find the story originally? So it's, it's funny. Originally the, the story focused much more on the character of Kev who winds up uh, incarcerated and, I knew that I wanted to write a story that was set behind bars because of the work that I'd done in law school and afterwards with regards to mass incarceration. While in law school, I'd represented, I'd helped represent a client, um, who had a habeas corpus petition that had been, you know, in the works for almost two decades. And 
we were able to get in conditional release and it was just a really magical moment. And I'd also done work with the Legal Aid Society while in law school with regards to a class action that was, uh, being, that was being filed by prisoners at Rikers Island with regards to excessive force, um, used by, used by the corrections officers. Uh, and then after law school, I, I worked with the Civil Rights Bureau of the New York Attorney General's office and I did a lot of work with regards to juvenile incarceration there. And then after that, I, I went back to Legal Aid Society uh, with their parole revocation defense unit. So basically doing criminal defense, but for parolees. And at the time, you know, I, I spent an incredible amount of time on Rikers Island and actually in the facilities. And as I'm going through all of this, writing is how I, I process things. And it's how I sort of make sense of the world around me and things that I'm going through. And so I knew as I was experiencing all this stuff and seeing all these things happening around me that I knew I needed to write about it. I needed to express this some way. And I, I, it took me a while to figure out what form exactly that that would take. But eventually Riot Baby started to sort of come together. And it was, it wasn't until I was working with Roshi that the emphasis on the Ella character started to come out. And that was when I started thinking about you know, how close I was in age to the characters that I was writing about, uh, which made me realize that there were all these seminal moments in, in modern America, particularly modern African America, that I had lived through that they would have lived through as well. And so all these themes of continuity started popping up and I realized that this really seminal moment, the, you know, 1992 LA uprising after Rodney King, you know, that was something that, that both I and the characters would have lived through. And so, you know, that it, it really, it, it's probably the platonic ideal of the development of a story idea and its translation onto the page. <laughs> and how has it been? Going through the intense experience of writing and editing and reconsidering Riot Baby when you've had War Girls happening in the background as well and now a sequel to it coming out. Yes. Uh, yeah. So the sequel to, so War Girls was, um, my latest young adult novel. It came out October of last year, 2019. Um, and it's the story of these, these two siblings, um, these two sisters actually, Onye and Ifi, and it's set in a futuristic Nigeria. Uh, in the year 2172, it's currently in the throes of civil war and Onion and Ify begin the story in this sort of camp of war orphans. And when their camp is attacked, they're separated and placed on opposite sides of the conflict and have to sort of fight their way back to each other. And, and, uh, the sequel, Rebel Sisters, which is out, uh, this October sort of picks up, uh, a little bit after where we left off. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been absolutely, it's been absolutely fascinating in part because I told myself after, after this past year that I would never have a year again where I had two books coming out <laughs> in the same year. <laughs> the promotional circuit is grueling. And like, granted, I, I'm not, you know, I, I'm not complaining per se because I'm very fortunate to, to be called upon to do all the events and the promotional work that I'm being called to do. I recognize that I'm immensely fortunate. But oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and are it's you getting funny, time I... to write? Yeah. Is, so did you have the headspace for it even? 
So what's what's interesting, my pretty much the entirety of my writing life has involved writing around other obligations. So, you know, I went to I went to a boarding school for high school, very regimented schedule. Almost every second of the day was accounted for. Um, but I would still find time to write while I was while I was going through all that, you know, college, always finding time to write all the way through law school. And, you know, then when I, you know, when I've been working, I found time to write. And it's I think that's part of why like some writers can can work on a schedule like they wake up, you know, from from, you know, 5 a.m. to 6 a.m. or 5 a.m. to 8 a.m. or whatever they write. And then, you know, they do whatever and then they return to it late afternoon or what have you. I've never been able to do that because so much of my writing time has been stolen time. Yeah. Yeah. And so for me, I can, I just sort of write whenever, yeah. um, particularly if I have a deadline and contractual obligations. Sure, of course. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's been, that's been sort of my, that's been sort of my thing. I think another aspect of it too is I just love it. Yeah. I love writing. And so it's never a question of, of working, working myself, working myself up enough to do it. Yeah. I don't find that I'm, that I ever really procrastinate with regards to writing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll procrastinate with regards to other things like cleaning the apartment and all of that. <laughs> but I, you know, I, I, you know, the various, uh, assorted quotidiana, um, of my life, but, uh, I, I just love writing yeah. too much not to do it. And I, and like, granted, that doesn't mean, you know, the entire novel writing process, for instance, is all roses, but I just really, 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 really enjoy writing. It's the single, it's, it's the one activity I enjoy more than just about any other activity. Um, and so that, you know, whether it's, whether it's a novel, whether it's essays, yeah. whether it's, you know, what have you, I just, yeah, it's, it's rapture. Excellent. Okay. Well, this has been 10 minutes with you. Thank you so much for spending time talking to us today. I genuinely appreciate it. It's been wonderful. Oh, the pleasure is all mine. Thank you.